This time in episode 380 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we discuss Loki Season 1, Episode 2, The Variant, and Weekly Marvel News. I'm Chris from Play Comics, a show where we look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material, a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other astonishingly geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Agent Michelle. And I'm producer of the show, Director SP. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. The show is recorded on Thursday, June 17th, 2021. Live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast worldwide via www.geeks.live. Come and join our live chat as we record. Michelle, happy National Career Nurses Assistance Day. Yay, nurses. I have two friends who are nurses, and I always give props to them because one of my friends was going through nursing school and all this stuff that they have to learn. It's just wow. It is. So this is Career Nurses Assistance Day. And although my daughter is not a career nurse's assistant, she is a nurse's assistant. That's what she's doing while she's going to school to become an actual nurse. So it's an incredible dedication. And uh, I'll have to get with her after this recording. I told her I would see her after this recording. So I'm going to get with her after this recording and uh, wish her a happy career nurse assistance day. So really cool. Woohoo! And with that, let's get on with this show. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a fan-based podcast on the Marvel Cinematic and Comic Book Universes. Because of Ren Fair dress code. If you'd like to talk to us about the proper attire to wear at a Ren Fair in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, you can leave us a message on our website, legendsofshield.com. We've got a voicemail, 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. The ladies have access to our Facebook page, which you can leave a message or maybe even a picture in reply to this post over the last time you were at a Ren Fair at Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We're on Twitter at Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. Leave a comment on our YouTube channel on the last time you went to a Ren Fair at youtube.com slash Geek. You can tell your Amazon device to enable Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. skill. Come on over to our Discord server at guineageek.com and talk all about the last time you went to a Ren Fair in regular clothes. And remember, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a proud member of the guineageek.com network. Michelle, you probably don't know this, but one of the founders of the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, which was not myself, believe it or not, as the producer of the show, director of the show, I, I did not start this show. I guess I absconded with it about 14 episodes in. But one of the original hosts of the show, Beef, is an avid Ren Fair goer. I follow him on Facebook, and he has excellent attire when he goes to a Ren Fair. And do you know which Ren Fair he is closest to? The one in Wisconsin. The one in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So 
mega props to Beef. If you happen to be listening to this, we'd like to hear all about your experiences at the Ren Fair. I don't think, I think he might have been too young. I know he's older, but he might have been too young to go to the 1985 Ren Fair, but I don't know. Maybe he was there. I would like to hear about it, his first time there and all about it. Obviously, they didn't film it on location. They filmed it in some studio in wherever they filmed this. Actually, I got to find out. Do you know where they filmed this? I think part of it is in Georgia because I see the Georgia symbol after the credits. All right. Well, we'll find out all that out for next time. In the meantime, I just want to take a moment to say that Agent Lauren wanted to be with us. I mean, she really wanted to be with us, but she's experiencing some health issues and didn't think that she could sit through a recording, but hopefully we'll be have her back next week. But I just want to send out a little props or if you haven't checked out her Instagram and probably her Facebook feed, there's a little surprise there. She's got a new family edition. So you should check that out. At Sith Witch is where she is on Instagram. And if you're a friend with her on Facebook, you know where to find her. So anyway, that's it. And uh, are you ready to get on with the main event? Yes. Talk a little Loki? Yes. All right, here we go. Loki episode two, the variant premiered on Disney Plus yesterday, June 16th, 2021. It was directed by Kate Hernan, who has 15 directing credits starting in 2010, including five episodes of the Idris Takeover, five episodes of Five by Five, one episode of Summer Comedy Shorts, one episode of Halloween Comedy Shorts, so a little uh, trend there, four episodes of Sex Education, one episode of Daybreak, and six episodes which i attribute all six episodes of loki to her now michelle we have a writer for this episode this episode was written by Alyssa karasik has one writing credit starting in 2021 and that's loki all right i think for a very first episode that this one was excellent well we're going to start talking about not the Ren Fair, although we just did talk about the Ren Fair. We'll probably talk about that a little bit more, but we're going to talk about that wonderful anime training, Michelle. That was, it was, it's fun. It's fun to watch it. I know. Who doesn't want to get trained by a little animated clock who is alive, but not alive? And Loki's just like, I watched the videos. I did. I just remember getting trained on certain jobs, and you're just like, even now, I have to go through certain training year after year, and it's like, oh, look, it's the same ethics training with the same people and the same recorded reenactment of things to tell you what not to do. It's, yeah, I understand that completely. So I wish my training was that funny and that entertaining, but they have been modernizing it in the last year or two, but I have literally taken the same computer security training I think for the last 20 years, if not 25 years, the moment that the CBTs, the computer-based instructions modules came out, the moment the CBT modules came out, we started having to go through it. And I've watched the same stuff been through the same scenario for over 20 years. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm glad it's finally being revised, but there's still a lot of elements in there. And and honestly, some of the stuff doesn't change. Some stuff does change. And I just wish they would just revamp the whole thing. But, uh, you know, the whole thing about trying to get away with the bottom dollar. Okay. 
And maybe that says something about me. Maybe I should move on to a different company. I don't know, but it seems as though what was interesting is that the timekeeper started the TVA, put everything in there, and is working towards making order out of chaos. And I just like how Mobius was describing, you know, through the training, because Loki was still like, how come we can't come before the variant arrived? And he's like, well, this timeline is still unstable. We have to come in real time so we can actually fix the mistake. It's one of those things, the mistake has to happen and then they have to go fix it. I like that little explanation of things and of course loki getting the jacket it's <laughs> it's like getting the trainee badge and you know instead of that it has variant on the back i don't know if you have you ever had a trainee badge on, on oh, anything? years and years ago it's been a long time since i've been training but the jacket so the thing that i can equate it to is i do watch the deadliest catch and say what you will it's like the one reality tv show that i watch and the stories, the produced part of it, I could care less about, don't like it, could just do it without it. But the boats and the fishing, that's what I'm there for. And there's only so much of that that they can show. But, uh, you know, I'm an engineer, so I like the boats. And hey, what happens when they break down? What do they do to fix it? That sort of thing. Anyway, the crews, when they come on and they're a trainee, they call them, uh, not rookies, but um, oh, what do they call them? They call them something. Anyway, so when the, the new guys get on the boat, Greenhorns, that's what they call them, Greenhorns. So when the Greenhorns get on the boat, they have to go through a whole year. And at the end of the year, if they do good, they might get a boat jacket, the actual jacket of the boat. And it's a real jacket of the boat. And a lot of captains have their name monogram, not their name, but the employee's name, the deckhand's name embroidered on it. So they get a personalized jacket. That's what kind of reminded me. And he put it on. And I'm like, wait, that's not a bet. Yeah, I did, it, like convict or something on the back. And sure enough, he says something, some smart alley key thing in the briefing. And the uh, the head um, Minutemen, she said, turn around. Let me see the back of that jacket. It was very, I was like, ah, Loki, you are tagged. Yeah, B-15. I like her. Yeah, she's good. She does get taken advantage of later on in this episode. But overall, she's the head Minutemen. I guess that's what they call those soldiers, Minutemen. Yeah. So she's the head Minutemen. So yeah, that was cool. Lots of stuff to unpack in this episode. You were talking about the exposition. I think that was really well done the way that they were just doing it on the run, basically. And just as a, hey, why aren't we doing this? And a quick comment back and forth, a little jovial thing back and forth, maybe a, a chuckle moment for you as you're watching. And I think that was well done. I think that was needed. A lot of technobabble, as they used to call it in Star Trek uh, Voyager, a lot of technobabble in this episode. But I think that was needed to set up the universe a little bit better than they did last time. Yeah, and we got to see the recharge things in action as when it went, it actually like erased the Minuteman helmet and all the things that wasn't supposed to be there because we find out just exactly what they can do at the end of this episode. Right. So not only have you been exposed to them before, but you actually see the CGI of it and what happens to everything and, and what happens to the dead Minutemen bodies. They're just erased. I, and I wonder if they're erased even from the TVA. I got a lot of speculation on the TVA. I'm not versed in the comics on the TVA, so I don't know that. But 
I have some speculation on the TVA. Do you want to talk about that now or maybe later? Later. Okay. Later. Yeah. So let's talk more about how Loki is finding Loki. Paperwork, having to do homework, seeing him having to read files. And then I love the whole, I love it when Tom Hiddleston, he is charming. He's charming in real life. If you watch like interviews and stuff with him, he's very charming. And when he goes to the, you know, I can only think of it as the library, the file place and goes to the woman. I, I love how she doesn't say anything until you ding the bell. And he's wanting, you know, give me files on the timekeepers, classified. Give me files on the beginning of time, classified. Files on the end of time, classified. But what can I read? He can only read more of himself. And although he, he loves to talk about himself, but he's not really used to reading about himself. But as he does so, he realizes that all the versions of him, which we find out there have been multiple variant versions of Loki. And it's just this one has just been the most dangerous one. I thought that was interesting. Anyway, but the fact that he finds out that he or any version of him can hide out in an apocalypse, that was genius. I, even I'm like, oh, okay, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, Loki is always the schemer, right? And Loki's always looking to find an angle. And I think that's what he's doing. He's studying what's going on and he's wondering, what would I do in this particular case? How would I evade detection? Where would I go? And he finally figures it out. And I would go to the time period right before there's an event that just decimates everybody around and he could go there. But he gets there by reading about himself in Ragnarok. He understands what happened with Ragnarok, even though he hasn't lived through it yet. And he says, oh, wow, well, I could have gone to Ragnarok. Nothing would have mattered because it was going to get destroyed no matter what. I could have done anything to that civilization or to the landscape around there, and it wasn't going to matter. So we could do this anywhere. The question, though, is where is the variant that they are searching for hiding? And they have another bit of information to ferret it out. So they not only have an apocalypse, but they also have a time frame and they're able to find it out that way. I want to go back to the multiple variants of Loki. And again, I'm not an avid Loki comic book reader. I haven't read all the Loki comics or something like that, or maybe the games or, or something like that. But the different versions, the different variants of Loki, they struck me as already existing variants of Loki, like in the comics or in video games or in illustrations that already exist today. So I took it as I should know all of these and with the multiple universes and multiple timelines and stuff like that, anything can happen. And I was just thinking, well, I, this is something that I should know and that Loki could have all these forms and not just the charming Tom Hiddleston that we know. Like we've been saying, Lauren and I, Loki's been male, female, a horse. We have to always remember Loki has been a horse. A centaur or a horse? A horse. Okay. I don't know. So is that a whole comic book run or was that just a mention somewhere? I or? don't know, but he did something. I don't know. I can't really remember, but yeah, at one point he was a horse. Okay. I don't think we saw a horse as one of the variants that popped no, up. No, but I was waiting. Yeah. I was, I was disappointed. Maybe later on we'll meet 
the horse Loki, and that will be the true hero. The horse version of Loki will be the true hero of this entire series. <laughs> we'll see how many variants of Loki we actually get, because we might get a, a few more. There's so many Easter eggs in here, so many little things that I could go, oh, we're going to see that again. Oh, they're laying the groundwork there. Like, this gets into the TVA stuff that I want to talk about later, but the jet ski stuff that actually I'm, I'm holding on to that. I think that we're going to come back to that again, but who knows? So the variant that our Loki is hunting, we'll just call the variant that's out there. Our Loki, you know, the one from Avengers movie. So our Loki variant is hunting this other, or supposedly hunting this other Loki variant. He's always scheming, always got something going on. And we finally meet that other variant. I don't think we can go any farther. We have to talk about who is the other variant. A lady. And I was so happy because I remember last week we were speculating that perhaps it was going to be a different form of Loki than we're used to. And it was. I loved the reveal. I loved how she toyed with him. And then when she looked at him and said, it's not about you. That is like the worst thing you could say to our Loki is that it's not about you. He hates that. Yeah, he hates that. And he hates being inferior. He hates losing, which I thought it was great at one point in time when they were doing research. Owen Wilson, as Mobius was saying, hey, look, let's make this a little game. Let's look into who can find the apocalypse first that this other variant Loki is hiding in. And let's make a bet. Let's do it. And there's nothing really to bet. So it's, oh, just gentleman's bet. Who's the better man sort of thing. And Loki is able to go through it and find it first. Also, the correct apocalypse was in his stack to begin with. So whatever Mobius was going to do wasn't going to be there. But anyway, I, I liked how Mobius was manipulating and using our Loki variant. It just masterfully using him, although he's getting played the entire time. He's so well known and I love Loki, but he's just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I loved it when Mobius was like, oh, let me see. You want to get a meeting with the timekeepers and you want to throw over overthrow and charm them and overthrow them and do all this stuff. It's just like, yeah. Going back to the female version of Loki a little bit, I want to address an issue that I've seen talked about online. And honestly, I wish that people hadn't been talking about this online. And that gets into a new story that we're going to do later about when this is airing. But there has been a lot of talk in the circles, at least that I look at, about the fact that we are looking at a female Loki variant and the current Doctor Who being the first female Doctor Who, right? and I think it is not a issue of industry doing corrections right now, although that might be a little bit of part of it. I think it's more of this just fits the story. It's time to do this. It's not a, a forced, it's not a, we have to do this. It's just, okay, let's do this because we can, and it is good. And also it's from the comics. In this case, yes. There was a lot of truffle over the Doctor Who casting, the last Doctor Who casting. So a lot of people were equating it because of some of the same people were, have been involved in, in some of the things. So I just wanted to address that. So if our listeners want to talk about it, yes, we can. But I'm just going to tell you right now, it's, it's just time and it's fun and it's part of the story. So let's move on from that. So this wonderful variant who 
is I'm not sure what her plan is ultimately what she's trying to do because she says she's not interested in the TVA, but the end, what she ends up doing is through all of the little skirmishes, she steals these, what are they called? A time deck. Yeah. Those, yeah. All those reset things. And the, the reset charges. So the time deck, yeah. so she can open doors and charges. And then she programs it so that there is a timer on that will set all of these off and send them to different points in the sacred timeline and open a door for her to walk through. Wow. That is So the sacred timeline, I don't know how you recover from that. I mean, do you take on each individual variants from the timeline? I'm trying to remember back to the uh, Legends of Tomorrow. And it, I think there was one incidence that there was just so many issues throughout the timeline that they had to go and and get just a few main ones done. And then they spent the rest of the season chasing down everything else. But I'm just wondering from the TVA's perspective, how they're going to deal with this. Because it's too early for the TVA to completely dissolve right now. Yes. I thought it was a great visual though. All those lighting up and then disappearing and then going back to the TVA and seeing that sacred timeline just branch like a tree over and over and over again, blowing up time. Who cares about, taking over the TVA and taking over the timekeepers. Why not just blow up time and there doesn't need to be any timekeepers. And what is the real, because the infinity stones are useless in the TVA, right? So what is really the true power? And then what is this variant trying to do? Is this variant trying to control time or is this variant trying to control everything? Or is this variant just trying to exist? Remember our low key, what, the number one thing that he was trying to bargain for is don't disintegrate me. You know, that's the number one thing. I want to survive. Don't disintegrate me when this is over. But the other thing is we don't see the timekeepers. They keep on asking for an audience. Nobody seems to have known them except for the Judge Ravona, I believe is her name. R-O-V-A-N-N-A, I seem to recall from my closed captioning. Yeah, Ravona Renslayer. Okay. so. She says she's been talking to them, but she's the only one. That leads me into all sorts of conspiracy theories. For instance, she is the one who created everything, and she is running everything. And that Loki and Mobius have a discussion. It's like, okay, so this TVA was just created, and it created everybody in it, including you. And he's like, yeah, but he's got this jet ski magazine, and he's talking. You know how old Wilson is. He kind of talks like a surfer dude. Right. So maybe he was riding a jet ski and he was nabbed by Ravona or whoever created it and plucked him there and got rid of his memory. And the reason why he really loves jet skis is he was on a jet ski probably when he was plucked. Am I reading too much into it? What I read into it for me, ties into the previous episode when Casey didn't even know what a fish was. I have lived behind this desk all of my life. And that is sad. It doesn't look like the TVA has, you know, these big cruise ships now where they have shopping malls and then there's a casino and then there's this huge pool and then there's another pool. And then there's buffets and stuff. It doesn't seem like 
the TVA has a fun zone. And the fact that they don't know what's out there, they're just protecting time because they're being told to protect time, but they don't really know what it is. It's kind of sad. It's like the people who actually farm and collect the chocolate beans, the coke beans, and don't know, have never tasted chocolate. It's really sad. It's like they don't get a vacation. It's like, here's an appropriate place for you to be on a jet ski for two days. That's sad. It's sad, and it, it leads me to believe that I think they're doing it against their will. I think they've been plucked out of time, out of whatever time, and they've been brainwashed, and they do it because they've been brainwashed, not because they want to do it. Or they were just created. It could be, right? I could be completely wrong. You could be right, yeah, that they just want to get out there and, and see a fish or, or whatever. Yeah, okay. Could be. I don't know. But I don't know if these three lizards actually exist. I think it might be people we've already seen. I think that might be the big illusion. Or yeah, that was a fun Professor Loki moment at the beginning when he was talking about his powers. Well, no, it's not this, 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 but you knew that already. Just move on. But I actually did like it. I like the description of it and the difference. And it actually makes a lot of what he has done in like their previous Avengers and Thor movies, like how he's been able to get away with it, with, you know, how he described the illusion projection and how it's different than the duplication. I thought that was very interesting. And then I'm like going, okay, so that's how he was able to get away with that in Dark World. And then do this other thing. It's like, okay, I understand those moments now a little bit better. I don't know. It was a fun episode to me. I really enjoyed it. I, I sat through it and, and not that, I guess the beginning was a lot like Legends of Tomorrow to me. And since we watched most of that until we stopped doing the podcast, it just harkened back to, actually, we did have, we had some Ren Fair episodes of Legends of Tomorrow, didn't we? Yeah. So it reminded me right about that. Oh, we got to talk about the opening fight. We hadn't talked about the opening fight. So they get into the tent and the announcer, did the announcer's voice sound familiar to you, by the way, coming over the loudspeaker? It should have. It sounded to me, and I have no idea. I have not done any research, but it sounded to me like it was Tom Hiddleston. It could be. And to me, I was like, okay, this is their nod to the variant is a variant of Loki. So we would expect it to sound like Tom Hiddleston, even though it didn't. So anyway, they're in this tent and then C20, poor C20, she gets taken over, mind controlled by Loki. And then the fight sequence was awesome because it was to the Footloose soundtrack. Need a hero. I need a hero. Yeah. I love it because there is a meme where people take I need a hero and they put it to different song, different Parts of movies, and one of the most famous ones is the fight scene in Ragnarok. So I really think that was a nod to, because I need a hero. I know they did the Led Zeppelin song in the movie, and it works. But the whole I need a hero also works. And I really think that was their nod to, we know about this meme. We're going to acknowledge it. And here is something to, you know, make you happy. It did. It made me happy. I was watching it. So I, you know, I, I don't want to admit this, but uh, I think the Footloose soundtrack was one of the first soundtracks I ever bought on cassette and played in a car. 
It's a good soundtrack. I've listened to that soundtrack over and over again. Matter of fact, just recently we watched Footloose, uh, me and the girls were watching Footloose as a nightly movie thing. It was before the lockdown started the lift and we were just looking for stuff to do. So I'm like, I want to watch Footloose. And they're like, what's Footloose? I'm like, you're kidding me. You have never seen Footloose. No, I've never seen Footloose. And I said, well, it's got a dancing Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon danced. Yeah, Kevin Bacon danced. So they're, they're thinking I'm, I'm talking about, what's that Jennifer Grey movie? Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dance. So they're thinking Dirty Dancing. So I said, well, yeah, I came out around the same time, but it's not quite. It's more, I don't know. It's, uh, I was trying to describe it to them. They're like, they just didn't get it. So I'm like, okay, we're going to watch it. So we watched it. They're like, okay, all right. That movie is so far removed from technology today because there's no cell phones there's you know no digital music or anything it's it's getting harder and harder to relate to footloose but the music is still it's awesome it's jazzy you want to dance to it so they didn't play footloose but they played i need a hero that was that was just awesome i loved it and yes, I agree. It was an incredible nod to the fandom that has done that. And I've watched those videos. I think I've watched like two or three different soundtracks, that fight scene, which is the fight scene in of itself is awesome. Then you start go, oh, wow, that would have worked. That would have worked. That would have worked just in Ragnarok. And they mentioned Ragnarok in here too. It's impossible to go through these episodes and not acknowledge the asgard background that loki has you have to go through it exactly and he when he read about it he actually did tear up it was really i think one of the few honest moments we've ever seen loki have you know he's always like i want to be king of everything and oh yeah asgard i'm going to rule them all and do this but the fact that it was destroyed and it seems as though nine million plus people died it hurt yeah, I, 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 I looked at a bigger screenshot of that, which came later, and it was only like 9,713 oh, okay. or whatever it was, which actually would make sense to me because Asgard was only like a city and it wasn't even that packed of a city. Oh, okay. So when I first saw it, I was like, you, okay, are we talking 9 million? Are we talking 9 billion? Because it is an entire planet, right? But no, it. I'll have to go back and look again, but I think it was just 9,700 people. Oh, okay. So that, that would make why the town is not as big that Valkyrie is in charge of now. Right. It's, it's just a little village, really. Yep. Whoever they took with them on the ship that still survived everything to get them to Earth. All right. I'm loving this. This is two episodes in. I have no idea where it's going to end. No idea what the implications are for the MCU. It's just been fun so far and I'm liking it. I'm enjoying it. It's fun going around with Loki. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting. Mobius and the TVA are going to say Loki jumped through the door for his own selfish purposes. I actually think he jumped through in order to perhaps help the TVA in his own way because he does not know what this Loki is trying to do. And I think that's why he jumped after her. Loki's always got an angle. And remember, I, as I said last episode, this is not the Loki that we see during Infinity War Endgame. This is the Loki from Avengers. 
And he's learning about his future through reading all of this stuff about himself, basically, or his variants, including the female variant. So Loki has some foreknowledge of what's going on. And I think it's changing him, but it's still not the Loki that we get at the end that sacrifices himself. So I'm curious as to how self-serving he is here and how altruistic he is in trying to help the TVA or trying to protect the TVA from his variant, which he might be thinking could very well end everything. Yeah. Well, next Wednesday, we have another episode. It's fun watching these episodes the day they come out. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's really interesting to actually talk about them right after. All right. Well, we'll be doing that next Thursday. We'll be talking about Loki season one, episode three. No title yet. We get those when they come out. It has become a Disney plus tradition. So I don't know if it's really working for Disney or not, but uh, we have to deal with it. So we can't tell you what the title is next week until we get there. That's what we're going to be doing next week. In the meantime, we got some news to get through. You ready for that? Yes. Here we go. Well, it seems like this Wednesday time slot is actually going to stick. According to a news article, all Disney Plus original TV shows will be debuting on Wednesdays with new episodes being released on subsequent Wednesdays. With the Disney Plus shift becoming official, three of the biggest streaming services on the market now release their originals on three subsequent days. Disney Plus will have new originals on Wednesdays, followed by HBO Max originals on Thursdays and Netflix originals on Friday. This eliminates some competition between the services while also providing subscribers with new movies and TV throughout the second half of each week. Hmm. I have a theory here that Disney Plus is taking advantage of, and I didn't realize that all the streaming services were stacking originals on the same day, and now that they're they're spread out a little bit. But I have an, uh, another theory that might compound here, and all it is is a theory. I have no data to make it uh, to uh, back it up right now. So my theory is that. In this new day and age, there's just more and more stuff to do, even in this uh, hopefully waning days of the pandemic on a weekend, that these streaming services want more first day views on their stuff. And Disney Plus has moved their stuff to Wednesdays to get ahead of the weekend rush of people not being home to watch the stuff and watch it on Wednesdays, and then thus generate more buzz about the new episode and the series throughout the last couple of days of the work week, the regular work week, so that people can have a chance to watch it before the next episode comes in. Because I, I think they've, they've done some I'm, it's speculation. I think they've done, if it was me, what I would do is I would do some surveys, I would look at listening habit or watching habits, and I would look at why people are watching it on Friday or more importantly are not watching it on Friday and why. And I, I just think that, it, that that's why a lot of shows don't do well on Fridays because people are out there experiencing life, going out to eat. Uh, yes. I mentioned the pandemic before I have that in the back of my head continually. Some people are still in pandemic mode. Some people are not. 
So I'm thinking long term, Disney's like, well, we can take advantage of this. We can have it on Wednesdays and people can talk about it during the regular work week. So I don't know how true that is. It seems like a plausible thing to me, or at least an outgrowth of their move to Wednesdays. I know for us, it just means that we're going to be recording on Thursday nights for any show that we cover here on Legends of Shield. Exactly. And, you know, before all this cable cutting, there was always, I remember Thursday night comedies or, you know, Tuesday this, Tuesday family things. So you, you had people had things they would watch on specific days when there was like regular TV. And so now people are like, oh, what's on? It's Wednesday. Okay. If we have Disney Plus, let's put on Disney Plus and watch Loki. Right. I think that is another important thing that you brought out is these TV in the big days of network TV where broadcast TV, you had specific days that did better than other days. Like Thursday night was the big night of TV for a long time. That got the biggest ratings, but you put those same shows on Friday night and they're not going to do as well. I know ABC wasn't the ABC TGIF. That was Fridays, right? I think so. But that was uh, shows that didn't appeal to everybody. I think what Disney Plus is trying to do is do shows that appeal to everybody. So you have kid, you have kids that want to watch Loki. You have uh, adults that want to watch Loki. You have the tweens that want to watch Loki. You have kids in their twenties, kids in their twenties, adults in their twenties that want to watch Loki. So I think that's what they're going for. That WandaVision kind of appealed to all ages, sort of thing. So they want a bigger night that they can debut this stuff and not stuff it in a night that only a certain portion of the population wants to, or demographic, I believe is the term that they use. Want to watch it. Tuesday nights was also a big night for a while. And I know Monday nights was a big night and then Monday night football came and then Monday night football is kind of going out, but Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday in sweeps weeks. And there was three big months that were sweeps months, by the way, there was October, there was February and there was May and there was one week in those months that you put on your best show and then you set your advertisement rates for how much audience that you got for your show in those three weeks. Those were three big weeks. And if you didn't do well, you could get canceled. If you did really good, you could pay for your show and other shows for the network and get a better time slot and that sort of thing. So that that's what the thing was, and, and the big shows weren't on Friday nights. They were on Tuesday nights, Thursday nights. If I had go back to when we were really young, I would say Sunday nights were kind of big nights. As people were getting ready for the week, they had some bigger shows that started to be on Sunday nights. But in none of those cases was there a huge night on Friday night. I know that we talked about TGIF sci-fi when the sci-fi channel on cable came out there were sci-fi fridays that was good for a lot of people that might be listening to this uh but it wasn't it wasn't a main network show it wasn't a show getting 25 million viewers or something that's my point so that's just a theory that i have take it for what you want well michelle that's it for the news this week what do you want to do now I think we should uh, go on ahead and jump through a time door. Here we go. You know, I think I want to get myself a hoodie and just go into work with a hoodie on and then come through the door and then put the hoodie off. It's for the big reveal every day. 
do the hoodie thing. Exactly. The dramatic hoodie. Yeah. I want to thank everybody for continuing to listen to the show. And if you have any thoughts on Loki or thoughts on our coverage or any of the things that theories that I have or Michelle has or Lauren has, please let us know. Uh, Our discord server is a great way to get to us. Also our Twitter account, or you can always email me at StargatePioneer at GuineaGeek.com and we will read your feedback on the show. Yes. Thank you to everyone who listens and downloads and interacts with us. If you happen to have comic book knowledge, more about Loki, especially Loki's time as a horse, please let us know. It would be great to hear from you. All right. And until next time, I'm Director SP. And I'm Agent Michelle. See everybody next time. Bye. Bye. I'm smiling the Loki smile. Uh. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, Sorry about the delay it's been quite the day that's all right with the federal proclamation this afternoon of a new federal holiday on saturday to be observed tomorrow all of a sudden everything that we were supposed to do tomorrow had to fit into this afternoon so i was late at work oh okay wow that goes into effect like this year yeah tomorrow wow Holy smokes. That's why I wanted to sign it yesterday. Usually when you, this is, I, I haven't done a lot of research on this, but I do remember stories of things past. Usually when you make a proclamation like this, you either do it on the day or like weeks before. And unfortunately, Congress was bickering back and forth. So they finally got it done in order for him to sign it off. And anyway, usually it's signed on the day and then there's an executive order or something giving everybody the day off before so that, that everybody can celebrate uh, the first year. But this year they did it. They signed the proclamation or they signed the bill, whatever the law into effect today, two days before so that uh, the federal employees could observe it tomorrow and that everybody could do an observance during the week, like any normal federal holiday. Uh, but, the word did not get down. It wasn't like the White House sent out a note saying, hey, we're planning to sign this this afternoon. Every federal employee gets to take tomorrow off. And then all the companies then could follow suit and say, yeah, we're planning on giving all our employees the day off tomorrow. Like uh, whatever is in accordance with the company policy with federal holidays. You know, Some give every federal holiday, some give a few and then float a few, you know, w- whatever depends company to company but this year it was literally actually i have not officially heard from 
my organization, whether or not I have tomorrow off, but everybody else around us has heard. So we're like, okay, I'm just not going to come to work tomorrow. If I have to take leave, I have to take leave. You know, no big deal. So there's that. And then when I get into the car, I get a frantic message voicemail from my mom. SP, can you uh, 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 amplify uh, uh, router? Uh, uh, uh. Okay. So they have a amplify mesh router. It's actually an older one. They they need to upgrade, but what they have is working for them. So I, you know, whatever. But my mom, being the ingenious hacker that she is, they've got a tableau and they were trying to set like a port that was or a static IP address or something like that, free a port so that they could funnel through and watch the tableau. Now, a tableau is a device that can record over the air television, like in a DVR. So they want to watch that Tableau from other TVs, not only in the house, but also at the lake home. So they want to tunnel through the internet to get to it, right? So they can watch uh, VCRs, uh, like like the old VCRs, but do it from home. Like, I guess a DVR, because that's what it is. Anyway, she was doing something and completely screwed up the router or the, the Wi-Fi. Yeah, the Wi-Fi router to the point where it wasn't connecting. There was no... There was no IP address at all. So what's going through my head is, oh my gosh, it's not that, it's the modem, which is a bigger issue. Actually, it's not. You just have to go get a new modem and plug it in and then work with your cable company to activate it. Or they had an issue where, I don't know, she was doing something and a reset would work, or maybe it was just dead because it is old. So we went through the reset motions and that was difficult to do. First of all, I was driving home. So I finally just hung up and said, look, I'm going to be home in 10 minutes. I'll call you when I'm home. So I did. And their cell reception does not work in their house. So I was getting like every third word, which was a pain in the butt. But I was able to download the instructions on how to reset it. She reset it. She used the app to get back into it, but she had to set it up as a new router. So a whole new thing. It was just this long thing. And okay, there was that. Okay, here we go. I want to talk about it with you, by the way, but I'm saving it for the show. Yep. Okay, here we go. Okay, thank you very much. You're awesome. You're awesome too. Okay, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2021.